Okay, good morning, everyone. And uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome, everybody listening online, whether it be NorwoodFMC.com for the audio or our Facebook for the video. And for those of you who don't know, years ago, well, about two years ago now, God was stirred in my heart. We could serve people by giving away all the messages we give for free. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that at all because that means whatever I bear up here, people are going to hear all over the place and it's going to be recorded, you know. But having said that, it's born a lot of fruit. Now, there's a middle light switch. Can we kill that middle light switch, somebody? How about Chick? Can you flip that middle light switch? Bang. There you go. And here's why. I don't always like to see your facial expressions based on what I say to you. <laughs> I don't like to see it. All right. So listen, um, as you know, the two congregations are together, which is great to remind us that we don't serve a church, that walls tend to keep people out and tend to keep people in. That's not the, the, the spirit. I don't believe that Christ gave when he gave the church, his bride, his body. You understand what I'm saying? Likewise, I tend to fall in the rut sometimes of tradition and uh, what do I want to say here? In other words, I like to normally this time of year talk about some cool stuff. Like I like to answer the question, why would a bunch of Syrians named the Magi go looking for a Jewish Messiah? They weren't Jews. What would they care? The answer is actually really cool. And I usually spend about a half hour on it. <laughs> uh, sometimes we look at the Garden of Eden and how the first Christmas was mentioned right in the Garden of Eden. I would say Genesis chapter 3. You know, he, he, you will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. I said that backwards. That's Christmas, y'all. The coming of Jesus Christ to fulfill the plan to reconcile you and me back to him. But best laid plans, that's not the message I'm given today. Um, the message I'm going to call today is, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to call it, but it's something along the lines of the holidays can be really hard. And sometimes I get really depressed and bad things happen around the holidays, specifically. So sometimes I call this the ghost of Christmas past and other stresses. Or, you know, you could just call it holiday sadness. Because it's cool. Listen, I, I promise you it's cool. And you can find a million different people talking about those things and talking about stuff that happened in the past to other people. But I think Jesus wants to meet us where we are for this Christmas right now. Does that make sense? So I'm going to be dead honest with you today about some things. Uh, I'm trying to help you out. I think this is what God has tapped me to do today. And um, I'm not outside of this at all. I mean, that's kind of the point of it all is I'm not outside of this. This is a message I wrote for me, I believe. But here's what I got to remember. Number one, this specific time of year, there's something magical about this time of year. Now, I have a seven-year-old and I have a four-year-old. And the song came on. Y'all hear this? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Was that Andy Williams I was just impersonating back then? I was doing his vibrato and everything. You ever hear that song? So you have. My kids argue. Izzy says it's not the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> she can't come up with a good answer as to what is, but I think we've narrowed it down that she enjoys the fall. I think essentially the most wonderful time of the year for my daughter is whenever mama's home. That's what I think that is. So hers is maybe summer. But the bottom line is, is this. Something happens this time of year to everyone on this planet, believers, non-believers, etc. There's a magic about this season. But it also has a dark side. One of the guys who works uh, on behalf of Shanti, Shanti Sadan's ministries is Pastor Ed Sachs. 
and he works for um, the crisis hotline, suicide prevention crisis. Okay. Do you know, go ahead and guess, because I've given you context, what the highest rate of suicide is per year? What season might that be? Exponentially higher than every other time of the year. And then, strangely enough, there's a real quiet and lull in January. Did you know that? It's not like it goes back to stasis. It peaks around the holidays and then drops off to almost nothing in January. Did you know that? Hmm. Now, I want to introduce you to something. When you all get in your cars and go to drive on the way home, or if you're listening online when you drive, do you know what they call it when you push down on the gas pedal? That's called to depress the gas pedal. Do you understand that? Depress the gas pedal, you know, pull off the brake, and you'll go. This time of year puts a weight upon us where it can put us in a state of depression. Does that make sense? And that's what I want to talk about today. It would be awesome. And listen, these messages are great. If, if we talk about go seek the star, you know, cheer up, sleepy Jean, do, do your thing, little man, whatever. I don't know. I don't have that in me today at all. Right. Don't worry. Be happy, which is good. Although we're not making fun of Bobby McFerrin. That was a fantastic song. Every sound was made by his mouth. But here's the thing. I don't have that in me today because I feel right now, I feel under it and I feel a weight that I don't feel usually throughout the year. I feel a darkness surrounding me trying to threaten to kill my holiday and my Christmas joy. Has anyone ever felt that way before? You don't have to admit it's you now if you don't want. You will before the end of it, I promise. Because I think that's what God's doing today. Our families get even that much more hectic, that much more hurtful. Grace seems to disappear, and I wonder why. Now, I have a theory, and here it is, that we have a spiritual enemy who despises anything of his creator, anything of God. This time of year is a time when signs and decorations point to Jesus Christ. We were in Colton last night at a birthday party, and I said to the kids, I said, all right, guys, contest. We got to see one snowman, we got to see one Santa Claus, and we got to see one uh, reindeer decorations before we make it to Parrishville. Well, I should have said like five because we saw a ton. But you know what we saw more than anything? Go ahead and take this drive and hold me honest. We saw more manger scenes than we saw those three. I'm a little ashamed that, that the pastor in me was so pessimistic I didn't even think about bringing that up. But I swear to you, we struggled to find Santas. We did not f- struggle to find Jesuses. That's cool, man. That's really, really surprising to me. I guess I've become pessimistic in my old age. But as the light turns and shines to the one remedy for humanity, in comes the spirit of the enemy trying to steal that away. Do you understand? Well, I didn't do anything, Greg. I don't do... No, hey. You're hated because you bear the image of God. Some of us want to sit there and go, not me. Nothing's trying to come against me, not widow old me. I'm nobody. No, you know who you are? You remind him of creator God because you are the image of Jesus Christ. You're the image of God. Does that make sense? So you don't have to like it. You don't have to be out there leading crusades. You're shining. As long as you got breath in your lungs, you're hated by the spiritual darkness. You don't got to get weird about it. You can leave Hollywood behind and you can realize that maybe, just maybe, that's part of why you feel like crap all the time in the holiday season just might be now time out there is a real thing out there it's called chemical balances in our brains and it's called depression it is a real problem 
That is not what I'm talking about today. Okay? There are processes, serotonin, uh, I mean, all sorts of things in our dopamine and balances. And some of us, you guys, some of us have arthritis. Some of us have this other problem over here, poor eyesight. And some people have depression where the balance of chemicals in your brain never quite get back to calm, to peace. Do you understand? That's not what I'm talking about. You who relate to what I'm saying right now, you pick up your phone this week and you go see a doctor about it. Do you understand? I'm going to tell you what somebody told me and it'll set you free. Today's world. You ever go pulling on to an interstate or let's say you're on an interstate and somebody tries to merge and they almost, they're kind of moving in towards you. You know that feeling you get of the, <gasps> you know that feeling you get when something almost happens and you get that adrenaline dump? Well, this person told me, our lives in 2019 are full of moments like that. The phone call, <gasps> the board meeting, <gasps> family members, always, always, always. And every time that happens, it's like the pool goes like this. And you know what happens if that keeps happening? Your body loses the ability to bring it back to this. In some seasons of your life, that's what you're dealing with. But I've got good news for you. God gave wisdom to the medical community to help you stop treading water just to stay alive metaphorically and you can go get some help. And I know lots of people have resisted this and then when they finally give in, they say to me 100% of the time, oh, I wish I'd done this sooner. And I'll tell you right now, I've been on meds before and I have family members on meds saying, man, I wish I'd done this sooner. So that is my disclaimer. I will not downplay a medical condition called depression. Okay, if you know this is you, stop it. Stop resisting. Go get the help you need. It's like someone walking up to me and, man, your arm is broken. Just the way it is. It's just my life. Just me. Go fix your arm, dude. Like, it's a physical issue. Do you understand? Gone is the stigma for that. Now that that's gone, let me do a little bit of teaching. The enemy is crueler than you may ever imagine. I've actually heard people be under attack from thoughts that they have that I'm proposing are, are from the darkness where a child will feel guilty about their parents' divorce. How low must you be if that's the weapon you use? Do you understand what I'm saying? Or someone we know takes their own lives and people around them blame themselves. That's the enemy we're fighting, you guys. Do you see what I'm trying to say? That's how underhanded and awful he is. So here's what we're going to do as the warriors of the light, if you want me to be dramatic about it. This is what I'm going to offer you today. If you find yourself under it, being depressed, get it? For, uh, let's say, an extended period of time, here's what I want you to do. Uncle AJ's advice. I want you to just stick your head up for a second and go, am I just blue or is this something else? Because I want to tell you, uh, there's no way to make this work for the folks online, but the reason you all can hear me right now but if you add an amplifier, what happens? It takes what's already there and makes it bigger, louder, and more real. For you folks online, I apologize. I took the microphone away from my face and talked, demonstrating what amplification is. I believe your spiritual enemy will take natural blues, natural hardships, and amplify it this time of year to steal, kill, and, and take away your joy of the holiday season. That's what I'm trying to say. 
So my first point is, I was trying to convince you that this is all real and not kooky. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Pay attention. Keep your head on a swivel. If you find yourself day after day after day just not feeling it this year, Bing Crosby singing his lungs out on, on, on the radio. Perry Como comes on. Von Monroe, should I keep going, aging myself? And you just can't get there. I want to ask you, are you just not into it this year or is something else going on? I'm speaking from experience. I wrote this from experience. Now, let's move forward. My piece of advice, if you find that, if we find ourselves in the holiday blues and just stuck there, I'm going to give you a piece of advice you might think is counterintuitive. I want you to turn and face it. Some of us tend to have the thought that our best Christmases are behind us. I'll tell you my story quickly. Around my dinner table, Christmas Eve was the joint for me. Christmas, pah, Christmas Eve at Aunt Sharon's house because she didn't make us sit for big meals. She made chicken wings and like dip and like poppers and stuff I just was never allowed to have or wouldn't want afford to buy or what you know what I mean? Like finger foods and cheese. Man, I'm a cheese dude. Found out I might be lactose intolerant. Don't care. Cheese all the time. Okay, can I tell you something real quick? This Certain sharp cheddar cheese that I eat makes my neck itch immediately and I keep eating it. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know what that is. But picture little AJ. Now, my dinner table was, uh, you know, little AJ, my brother Nick, cousin Tara, Shauna, Sharon, Brian, Uncle Sharon, Brian, Grandma. Okay? Here's the sad reality of my life now. Brian died. Sharon died. My father died. Grandma died. Tara moved to North Carolina. My brother's gone. There's me and Shauna. If I want to round up Christmas, it's one phone call. I buried every single one of them. And that house where we used to sing Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree... They bulldozed that house, in fact. It's not even there anymore. So the ghost of Christmas past is very real to me, Marty. Because when I close my eyes and think about my best Christmases, and you know what? I can't, I, can't, I can't bring those things back. So when those thoughts come up, and I find myself depressed underneath them, pushed down, here's what I've discovered. Some years I wouldn't face it, and I would lose it all. In other words, Christmas would go by and I would never get into it and it would be gone. You understand? I'd be saying, New Year, what's the big deal? But then one year, I'll tell you what I did. Take this. This is a gift to you all. Whatever hardship is coming and being amplified and you don't want to face it because it hurts concerning Christmas, here's what I did. I somehow got bolstered up and I said, you know what? I'm going to face this thing. You know what I did, Bruce? I pulled up a video of those times. This was my thing. I'm going to say, you do what spirit leads you to do. But I pulled up a video of those times, and I faced it. I watched my father and Aunt Sharon and Grandma. I watched them sing Rock Around the Christmas Tree. I looked at them, and I cried. And I mourned. And I felt bad for me. And I think everybody on the planet should feel bad for me. And then I move forward. Does that make sense? Because I think, you guys, a lot of times we don't want to face it the family we don't have, the relationship with people we don't have. We don't want to face it, but the problem is if we don't face it, we'll never be able to move forward. And others of us sit there and face it and all we do is stare at it and stare at it and stare at it and never move forward at all. Does that make sense? And I'm telling you today, guys, the way out of this is to turn and face it in the strength of God and then move forward. We are never hopeless, you guys. We're to embrace that heartache and hurt and feel it and then release it. We release it to God in the understanding that that as he walked around, 
He constantly talked about the kingdom and how our greatest days are in front of us. You know what really sobered me up today a little bit? I'm not having a great day at all. I don't feel good um, in many different ways. But what's, what kind of snapped me into it today was hearing people talk about, I know the Christ of Christmas. He got me through cancer. The things of earth go strangely dim when you realize that God has reached into people that you're sitting with and he has saved their lives and he's put their lives back together and he's given us children. And we realize, wow, so many times in this life we felt hopeless, we felt at the end, and yet the evidence is that we've never walked alone. We've never been hopeless. We've never been at the end. So I can't say to myself in good conscience, the best Christmases are behind me. I can't say to myself, I'm not going to have a good year this year. Because every time I'm ready to give up, he shows up and changes things, doesn't he? And listen, I'm not in a good place right now. I'm not going to sit. I'm not even happy to have to tell you that. Because in some points in my life, I'm still waiting on that. Some of us in this place are waiting on it. You want to be poetic? We're stuck in Friday and Saturday. We have yet to see the resurrection on Sunday in some areas of our lives. Marriages, physicality, body, employment, whatever it may be. But man, I got to tell you, reluctantly, I can't sit there and say we don't have hope. Your holiday seasons are riddled with hope because Jesus is still on the throne. And do you see me smiling when I say that? No, but it's the truth. And that's the strength I have to walk into my holiday season. And like I said, it doesn't feel like strength right now, but it's reality. Okay, let's, let's get back to my message here. Let's finish this off. Let me look at something. Let me, let me reiterate this to you from something that could be construed as kind of cruel and callous from Christ in Luke. Luke was a physician. This is a second-hand account. We're in 959. Another man said, he said to another man, he said, follow me. Invitations always are personal. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said something to him that sounds awful. It does. He says, let the dead bury their own dead. You go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, when it comes to kind of hanging out in those negative thoughts, when it comes to looking back, I think Jesus is teaching us a principle, and I don't think he's being rude to this guy. Because number one, Jesus created the man he's talking about. And number two, Jesus died for the man who's weeping over his father. So keep it in context. But I think what he's doing, teaching us a very important principle. For those of us who are stuck in the past, or stuck in that place where we can't get the joy uh, for this Christmas season. Jesus is teaching us something really amazing here. He's saying this. If you hang on to death, it can only bring death. Moving forward with me, who is life, will bring you life. Let me make that more clear. If we stay in the past... There's no life there. Does that make sense? Life is always in the now and moving forward. I think of, I think of was it Samuel when Saul fell? And Samuel was so depressed about it that God shows up and lovingly says, hey, how long will you mourn? I understand that things didn't work out the way you wanted them to, Samuel, and you poured your heart and soul into that person. Now you know what I'm talking about. You thought things were going to go a certain way, bro, and they didn't. But out of love for you, I'm here, I'm your dad. How long are you going to stay in this place, man? Because 
there's a boy named David, son of Jesse. Go anoint him. Your best, Samuel, is yet to come. But you need to leave that place of death and mourning when it's appropriate and move on to the next best thing I have for you. Does that make sense? Now, that is a hard thing to say because some of us lost a friend this week. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about looking way back and me focusing on not being able to hang out with my dad on Christmas anymore. And things not working out the way I wanted them to. And I know that the Spirit of God is beckoning me to loosen my stubborn hands. Because how am I going to receive what he has for me if my hand won't open? And I know what he has for me because I'm not stupid. I just can't feel it yet. And what he has for me is I've got two little kids that need a dad who can start Christmas memories with them. But I'm just being selfish today and telling you my story. I got to let go of the little kid in me that still wants to be with my dad and my family, right? And I got to let it go and move forward. And some of us, I don't care if it's one person, which is why God is laboring this point through me. Some of us are being beckoned to open our hands that things didn't work out the way we wanted them to, but God has something more for us. And that's what he's saying. Death begets death. Move forward with me. I've got a, I'm leading you to life and life to the fullest. Now, let me hit this last one. Let me show you something kind of peculiar here. We're going to do three slides back to back. David reveals something awesome. Here's the first one out of Psalms, I believe. David speaks to his inner man and says this, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will choose to. I will of my own volition. Yet, even though I don't feel like it, praise him, my Savior and my God. Next slide. 40 to 11. Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Next slide, please. Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. I will yet... Now, you might have thought that didn't change, but it did. It went from Psalm 42 something to 43 5. Now, this is what this teaches me. That I, feeling like, don't swear, don't swear. Feeling not great. <laughs> Couldn't pull it off. Sorry. Uh, feeling dark, feeling under it, feeling depressed. And honestly, let me throw in a pinch of anger because that's the way I feel. The way I feel is this. But there's two men inside of me. There's the old man and there's the new man. And the Bible talks about how the former will serve the latter. The older will serve the younger. Now, when you were born... You are the proud inheritor of a heart, a mind, and a soul. They're interchangeable. And as you see with our kids, they want what they want. That's their heart, their mind. My kid wants to eat candy all the time. That's what it tells her. Do you understand? <laughs> yeah, he gets it. <laughs> but along comes the spirit of Christ Jesus. This has everything to do with Christmas. Just hear me out here. And my spirit gets born. That's not, I didn't make that up. It's John 3, 3. Born again. It receives life. The goal is, is that the younger, or excuse me, the older, the one that's used to getting its way all the time, the me, me, me part of me, begins to serve the newer, the spirit part of me. Does that make sense? The spirit part of me is the one that knows I'm never without hope. The spirit part of me is the one that says, let go of the past and how I think things should be. Stop screaming at God and putting his finger in his face and saying he didn't do his job. That's just my story. And move forward and say, I know you're, you're, you're holy and you're wonderful and you came and died for me. 
And you saved my friends that I'm looking at right now from cancer. You are good. The spirit becomes the boss over the soul. That's the goal. Now, what we see in David is, David says, hey, something strange going on this Christmas. I'm ad-libbing. Why are you so downcast, my soul? It's not slipping by me that I feel like doo-doo this December. What am I going to do about it? And my final point, let's go home, is this. Sometimes the enemy, cliche time, is the inner me. Sometimes it's not what didn't happen or did happen. Sometimes it's me and what I choose to focus on and what I choose to, you understand? I don't know if y'all, y'all are your own worst enemy, but I sure am. And some days I don't like me very much because of it. But this guy named James Robinson says this. He says, stop listening to you and start speaking to you. Wait a minute now. Point number three is coming in a little high. Why are you so downcast, oh my soul? What are you going to do about this? David says this. He tells himself. (laughs) Okay, let's look how weird this is. He's not talking to anyone else. David. Yes, David. Why are you so grumpy? Ah, why are you acting like this, man? David says to David, put your hope in God. And then they apparently agree. (laughs) For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. You ever hear that where in the Bible it says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It almost sounds like a prescription, doesn't it? Can I tell you the last thing I want to do when I feel heavy is praise? Oh, man. I don't want to get too personal. Sometimes I don't don't want to do that at all. I don't. I mean like a little kid who doesn't want to clean my room. Never. When Izzy was young, she developed language real quick. I don't know if it's girls do that quicker than boys. I don't know where in the world she got this. But one day, I was in the other room. (laughs) Now, those of you who don't know, she's little, she's petite, she's a beautiful little blonde girl. And I hear (laughs) from somewhere deep inside of her, I hear Mama say something like, Izzy, that's not her, is it? Okay, good. I don't want to scar her. There's a little kid in the back. Why is daddy talking about me in front of the whole community? I'm not, honey. It's fine. Just go, go. <laughs> Earmuffs. Anyway. <laughs> so I hear from the other room, I hear mama says to her something like, Izzy, going upstairs, we're taking a bath. And this is what she says. Never. <laughs> you went right to never? <laughs> you three-year-old? Go upstairs, Izzy. Never. I'm like, OMG, we're going to have to work through this. You didn't even just say no. You declared never in your bad English. Isn't that sometimes the war we have inside of us? But I'm going to close by saying this. It happened in front of me today, playing guitar while Steph prayed. Guys, the holidays can be really tough for, for everybody, but some people especially. I want to tell you that if you're suspicious that it's a chemical thing, just go get help, okay? Honestly. But number two, keep your head on a swivel, guys. Because as the magic starts to ramp up, so does the darkness. Keep your head on a swivel. Number two, three, whatever we're on. Turn and face it. And when you turn and face it, just like David, who shows us the example here, when you turn and face it, understand this. You have power over you. Let me give you one more thing. One day Alex was doing, Alex is my older, and I don't know what he was doing. I think he was crying or something. And I said, uh, what are you doing, man? Like, that's a weird response to what we're talking about. I know, but I can't help it. Why do they do that, right? They do that weird, like, palpitation cry. 
And you got to kind of wait it out because you know they're out of control. Like, la, la, la. Well, at one point I said to him something out of my mouth that shocked me right away, which is this. Ready? Hey, buddy. If you don't control you, then who does? And he went, and I was like, profound, right? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I'm a preacher. No. Reality is this, though. To close. I'm not saying you can make yourself well. I'm not doing that. I'm saying that we serve a great healer. But I'm saying it starts with, number one, whatever, turn and face it. Number two, let's do what David did. If we find ourselves under that holiday depression, turn and say this. Why so downcast, O my soul? I will yet choose to praise. I will remember the things you've done for me in the past. Just start there. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to turn on the worship music per se. But doggone it, remember the times in your life that God has been faithful and the times in the people you love, right? And you know, just maybe it'll do what it did to me today. It knocked a lot of that darkness off of me hearing you guys talk about what God's done in your lives. And it made me realize that, yes, you are good and we have hope. So we're going to sing a song right now that just says surrender. It just declares, I surrender all to you. You don't have to want to, but maybe you can get to a place today where you want to want to, and that's all we're asking. And maybe that can turn our holidays around this year.